Should that be our intro for <clears throat> what? For mine. Talking, talking about, about vegan, vegan daigle. daigle. What did I just call it? Vegan Ve- daigle. Vegan daigle. <laughs> are we? We probably are. Oh, Ben always records. Cut. <laughs> I just thought he was like futzing around, putting shit oh, together. No. I just had a feeling it was not because we were testing mics. Mm-hmm. And then we were just talking. Yeah. And then same. it became. And this is why we do this podcast, because we would be doing this anyway. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, we can talk about Vegan Dale. Vegan, vegan Diggle. Should we do, should we, like, do the intro first, though? <laughs> yeah. Are you a good witch or a bad bitch? Bad bitch, bad bitch. I've been a rebel all my life. We will not remain hidden figures. We have names. I didn't kid you, did I? Well, now you know. It's delicious. Delicious. <clears throat> oh, hi, Deanna. Hey, Hannah. How are you? I good. How are you? I good too. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We're back. We're back. We're doing it. It's been a while. Well. People don't really know that, but they, okay, Kitty wants to join in the conversation already. Um, But we haven't taped together in a number of weeks because Mm -hmm. we taped an extra episode for, because we had conflicting schedules. I was out of town one weekend and you were out of town the other two. So we were like, oh no. And that's part (laughs) of the reason why my mom taped, which she did a fantastic job. Yes, she did. And um, I've gotten a number of compliments, actually. And she she said that her um, friends at work, she was like introdu- saying that she was going to come to a podcast when she was in New Because they were like, what are you going to do with your daughter? And she mentioned that. And so apparently a bunch of her scientist friends are at least going to listen to her episode. Oh, hell yes. But maybe listen to more. What's cr- it's so cool to me to see the number of people who come out of the woodwork, like friends of mine, who are like, I'm in the city for like a day. Can I swing by and say hey? And then one of the first things they say is, you know, like your podcast is amazing. And I'm like, Aww. well, people listen to it. I mean, obviously people listen to it. But yeah. it's nice when your friends show up. And, yeah, it's reassuring. <laughs> which, speaking of which, the it, my friend Laura was one of the people who came in and said hello. She's the one who made... That amazing pillow. Oh my God, that pillow is so fucking cool. Right? It's so beautiful. She did it herself. I love it. And I immediately opened it and started crying. You can ask Alex. I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was great. And it looks exactly like our logo. It looks so and good. And part of our logo was trying to make it look like it was embroidered. Yes. And then that's, so that's true. what she did. Inception. She, Embroiderception. Embroiderception. That sounds legit. Mm. Oh no, (laughs) Ben, you're taking pictures today. Hannah has makeup on. I don't. (laughs) Normally, uh, you don't. I don't. Did you know he was taking pictures? Is that why? (laughs) No. It's fine. You can take pictures. Danny, you're cute no matter what. Our male partners being like, let's take pictures of our. I know. Our cute. Like fucking creeps. Making us all. Why is the cat so talkative nervous? today? I don't know. He wants to be on a lap. He's gotten very moochy. Do you want to talk about Vegan Dale? Yeah, let's talk about since, Vegan Dale for a minute. T- we talked about it last week. We had been excited about it for weeks because we recorded that episode <gasps> ages ago. Yeah. And we finally went yesterday. We almost forgot that it was happening. <laughs> yep. That's us. Yep. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks. True. Very, yeah. Extremely busy. Yeah. Um, for both of us. But we went to Vegandale, and it was overall a really wonderful experience, I think. I, there are some minor <laughs> constructive notes I have to say <laughs> about it. Yes. I mean, overall, it was really nice to see that much vegan food in one place. And there were a ton of people. And there were a ton of people. Um, their DJ was I just felt exciting. like the DJ was extremely unnecessary. They clearly Ugh. spent a lot of money to create a stage and have a DJ when they really didn't need to have one. He was screaming the whole time, playing the same three songs. <laughs> there weren't enough people for him to scream at. No, not because the people were avoiding the stage because it was loud. And they were there they, to eat. They spent all that money, and then there were maybe six tables for people to sit down and eat food. But we did get to sit by the river with some fucking amazing ice cream. Ice cream. Oh my god, that ice cream. Bona Bona. 
Yeah, and they are in... Westchester. Westchester, New York. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're so good. He does, like, this vegan, like, mushroom... Mushroom, what am I talking about? Mushroom. Marshmallow. Yeah, he makes um, a marshmallow. It's like a, a traditional Italian thing, which I didn't know this was a thing. He make They make small batch ice cream themselves. So I yeah. had, like, an apple fig ice cream, and you had mm. pistachio. Yeah. But they had, like, coconut sorbet with swirl of mango in it, yeah. and... Um, but then anyway, he he puts this, um, it's aquafaba, I think, based yep. um, marshmallow on top, and then he brulees it. Which, what is aquafaba, Deanna? Aquafaba is chickpea juice. <laughs> so if you ever drain a can of chickpeas, that weird, like, slick juice that is left behind in the can, that's what that's made from. They make, the, like, it's, it's basically um, a fantastic egg white substitute. Yeah. In vegan food, and it, it's a pretty recent sort of discovery. Like they make mayonnaise out of it. Um, like uh, Sir Kensington's, I think, uses aquafaba to make their vegan mm. mayonnaise. Um, but it, the the key is that it has to be unsalted chickpeas because if you use salted mm. chickpea, it's not going to make good stuff. Good but you can use aquafaba yeah. to make um, French macaron um, because you, it's. Um, the, the meringue. Yeah. It makes meringue. Yeah. And you can literally make marshmallow, meringue, mayonnaise. It's crazy the things that they can do yeah. with chickpea water. I know. And the texture's the same. Faba is bean. Aqua, obviously, water. Yep. So it's bean water. Bean water. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? But you that don't was need delicious. Eggs. Yeah. Uh, we had, what else did we eat? Jesus. Oh, that really good kebab. There was these guys who came over from uh, Switzerland. All the way over from Switzerland for Vegandale. Mm-hmm. And they made this kebab, which I learned was, it, it is like uh, Turkish, I think, in okay. origin. So it was like shaved seitan. And then it was hummus, carrots, um, lettuce. And then they put like a tangy sort of tomatoey barbecue sauce on it. <laughs> that was so and good. And then sour cream, vegan sour cream in a pita. Oh my God, it was so good. They were using coffee filters to hold like... I didn't notice that. Yeah. I was Ben showed that to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is so fucking Swiss to use a coffee filter for As like your a, a, yeah. a container for your pita." <laughs> yes, instead of like a little wax paper thing. Uh huh. Kind of perfect though. Mm. It worked super well. Also, I had vegan Dippin' Dots. <laughs> yeah, they had vegan Dippin' so Dots. Funny. It wasn't actually Dippin' Dots. Uh, I should say Dippin' Dots is not making a foray into veganism. Okay, what else? Just lots of good food. Yeah. Yeah, man. We had the Mac Daddy little slider from Champs, which we didn't need to go say hi to Champs. Oh, I had, there was this Afro-Caribbean vegan um, booth that we got vegan goat curry, which was so good. Yeah. And the whole point of it being goat, right, is that it's matching the texture. Kind of. I mean, it just seemed like a soy wheat thing that's, it's pretty common, but apparently yeah. goat, I've heard, is pretty gamey. Mm-hmm. So the kind of, the, yeah. the texture of the, the meat substitute they used was, I mean, I've never had goat and I've never had a vegan goat. So I have now. Fair. <laughs> now you have. Yep. Done. But you know, once we got past the, like, once my feet were soaked in mud water, Blew. like initially I was cranky about it and then I was beyond it. After it was already done, so what was I going to do? Yeah. And then it was fine, and I could just enjoy the food. Yeah. But so the sun was out. We were only, well, we were there for a number of hours, but it was an 11 to 7 thing. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, people being there from 11 to 7, especially because there's no seating, so. Nowhere to sit, except by the river. If you were lucky enough to get a spot. Yeah. On the concrete wall. On the concrete blocks. But by uh, the river. yeah, Vegandale. Mission it was accomplished. Fun. It was it was worth going to. We did the thing. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we dive into ladies? <sighs> well, I mean, of course, last week was the whole Brett Kavanaugh, Christine Blasey Ford nonsense, but it's yeah. just been too depressing. So I think we'll skip it if yeah. that's cool with you. I think that's totally fine. I, I think, think everybody's had a lot to say about it. You and I have decompressed about it a little bit. Yeah. Everything I, that we have to say has been said already. So there's really no need to yeah, but, um, dredge it up for other people. We do know it's happening. Yeah. And it's definitely a thing that's we're thinking about. Yeah. And we're going to um, decompress by talking about 
some cool ladies. Some badass ladies. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever actually did a proper introduction. Did we not? <laughs> well, I said hi, Deanna, and that was pretty much that it. That was pretty much it. <laughs> so if you're still with us, you're listening to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. This is a podcast <laughs> about women in history or sometimes today. We talk about ladies and and their ilk. And um, let's go from there. <laughs> yep, yep. Very well done. Thank um, you. Thank you. And I also will preface mine by saying that my computer kept dying on me while I was typing up my notes. It crashed yeah. twice. Mm. So I need a new battery is the main point. Um, so hopefully my notes are coherent is my basic. I believe in you um, and your ability to yeah. uh, jump those gaps. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Mm-hmm. thanks. Um, can I take a quick coffee break bef- no! right before we jump in? All right, I'm a little rusty because I haven't done an episode in a while. That's all right. So here we go. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too, actually. Tell me about some ladies. Uh, I will tell you about some It's interesting that you keep saying ladies plural because I am telling you about plural ladies. Are you really? Today, yeah. I feel like, okay, you're probably going to have to cut this out, but we might have been on a wavelength. All right. Go ahead. So I'm doing, we're doing a continuation of Latinx Heritage History Month. And so today I am going to tell you about some very important uh, ladies from the Dominican Republic, the Mirabal sisters. Yay! <laughs> um, and they're literally like the most famous some of the most famous people in the history of the Dominican Republic. So it's amazing to me that I never, never oh. heard of them. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're, okay, they're literally cool. everywhere in the, damn. In, they're on their money. Oh now. shit. Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> That's how big That's they are there. cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a large number of sources, uh, vintage news.com, STMU history, media.org, New York times, vibe, rejected princesses, Colonial Zone DR.com and Wikipedia Adoe. Because there's always going to be a little bit of Wikipedia sprinkled in. So let's uh, give a little bit of context because it's pretty important to know. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing. What it was specifically that made them so significant. So, 1930, Dominican Republic. It was under the rule of Generalissimo Rafael Leonidas Trujillo Molina. Please forgive any and all. I did not learn Spanish. (laughs) Sometimes I try, but I, uh, my inclination is to go French. Um, (laughs) so Trujillo, he was a dictator in the Dominican Republic for nearly three decades, which is way too long for any one person to be in power. Yep. Um, his rule established the most totalitarian control over his people that any Latin American country had theretofore experienced. Oh, wow. Which is interesting because I feel like, you know, we hear so frequently about corrupt governments that can that can yeah. happen in the wake of, you know, oh, colonial yeah. bullshit leaving those countries. <sighs> um, yep. His rule included instances of bribery, murder, disappearances of anything or anyone who challenged him, sexual advances toward a number of unwilling women, along with a number of other injustices. He was a man for whom no slight was too small, no grudge too big. The nation's citizens quickly grew fearful of expressing any dissent toward him. He used secret police and extensive spy networks to keep the nation's eyes open and mouths shut. He owned or directly controlled much of the country's most vital utilities, the radio, the mail, the press, the airlines, and the passport office. Goody. Those who spoke out against him often died in unexplained, brutal circumstances. So... Let's talk a little bit about our ladies this week. So there were four Mirabal sisters. They were the daughters of Enrique Mirabal Fernandez and Mercedes Chea Reyes Camilo. So Patria Mercedes was the eldest sister. She was born February 27th, 1924. She was leaning towards being a nun when she met and married her husband, (laughs) Pedro Gonzalez. Isn't that always the way? They had four children. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Minerva Argentina, the second sister, was born March 12th, 1926, so she was two years younger. She is the sister who initially got involved with an underground movement to overthrow the government. 
Uh, while she was away at school, she found she had friends whose families had been tortured by Trujillo's men. Mm. And with this, her eyes were opened. She was always a bit of a rebel and hated when someone or something was wronged. Damn. It's always, it's amazing to me that it's always like going to school. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's, that's why, why the current GOP thinks that going to college is sending your child to be brainwashed by uh-huh. liberals. Uh-huh. Anyway. Minerva, Mirabal. <laughs> um, she, the second sister. She went to university in Santo Domingo and was granted the right to study to become a lawyer. Granted the right to study. What does that mean? Do you know? Very uncommon for women at this time oh. to be able to be accepted into law school. Okay. Hi, Kitty. Um, she was the first woman accepted to study law. I guess, in, in the DR. Oh. Um, but she was denied the right to practice law and was never granted her diploma. Oh, great. You can go to school, but then you can't do anything we'll with your more, shit. We'll touch more on okay. that later. Um, she had a keen interest in politics, and that's what led her to meet the leader of the Popular Socialist Party and start her fight uh, for the freedom of her country. It was the perfect cause for her. She married Manolo Manuel Tavares. They had two children. Maria Teresa... The youngest sister was born October 15th, 1936, so she was 10 years younger than Minerva. Whoa. 12 years younger than Patria. Uh, She was seeing Leandro Guzman. They had one child and was also involved in the anti-Trujillo movement. They worked together for the overthrow of Trujillo's government. The fourth Mirabal sister, Belgica Adela Mirabal, who was known as Didi. 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 It's easier. <laughs> she was born uh, February 29, 1925. So I guess she was one year older than Minerva, according to this information. And Minerva's which one? Minerva's the second sister. Well, I guess okay. she's the third. <laughs> I was going to say, wait it's a minute. It's going in a weird order, and I, I can tell why. But Okay. Uh, she was born February 29th, but her birth was on her birth certificate is March 1st for legal reasons. Because right. she was born on leap day. That's fair. Um, she was the caretaker at home. Ultimately, she had nine children. Oh, uh, no. Oh, Doesn't God. Doesn't sound like a nightmare. But um, I think the reason that they mentioned her last is because she was the only one who didn't go to college. So she was, oh. like, the one who kept things at home stable while her sisters were out getting educated. Oh, that's anyway. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were raised in Salcedo, a town based in the northern region of the island known as the Cibao in the Dominican Republic. The Mirabal sisters came from a family of middle-class farmers. They all went to Catholic boarding school. They all married good men. They all had children and went to church. In short, not obvious candidates for revolutionaries. They were <laughs> or <laughs> obvious. Or is it? <laughs> uh, they were all bright young women and made it a point to keep education above all in a time where education wasn't common for women. Common theme in our podcast. I know. Three of the four sisters earned college degrees. Dee Dee stayed home to take care of the household, but all four were well-read outside of academia. Cool. So, the main incident that kind of really spurred them into becoming revolutionaries it had to do with Trujillo's vicious lust and pit him against oh. this particular family. <laughs> Yay. Throughout his reign, he employed scores of beauty scouts to scour the countryside for young girls, often oh. very young. Oh, God. For him to romance, kidnap, and or rape. Fuck. Yeah. He sounds like a really good dude. That, I bet I bet you there are other dictators who have that, but that's literally oh, the first time I have ever tons. heard of something like that. Oh, uh, uh, what was the name of, um, oh, good God, Saddam Hussein's son, Uday, Uday Hussein, oh. would like show up at women's weddings and demand to be the first one to have sex with the wife, which meant that she was ruined. And so frequently they would be killed or commit suicide because they were ruined Yeah, at I their wedding. So yeah, oh, dictators God. are fun. Um, so, so yeah, dictators, <laughs> dictators are, fun. are fun. After one of these <laughs> missions by his beauty scouts. Um, beauty scouts. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get over that for a the bit. The Miraballs were invited to come to a party of his. No. The answer is no. Yeah. Trujillo had his eye on Minerva. Mm. The whole family went uh, for fear of what would happen if they refused, except for their mother. Um, mm. She didn't want to go. Um, and which wasn't is, being it was, scouted, It was so. a super brave thing to do, though. Oh, really? You know, the whole family was invited, and she was like, no, because remember, mm. this is a man. No slide is too small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trujillo danced with Minerva. Uh, He engaged her in conversation. She soon realized that she was his target and politely turned down his entreaties. Oh, God. When he forced the issue, she slapped him in the face, (gasps) gathered her family, and they left the party immediately. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Obviously, this infuriated Trujillo. Yeah. 
Um, apparently there was a rule. I don't know if it was official or unspoken, but nobody was allowed to leave a party before him. What? So I mean, I, it had to, it had to be some sort of legal thing because, um, the fact that they left meant that her dad got arrested. So <sighs> daddy Mirabal was arrested for leaving a party before Trujillo left. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Minerva, her mother who didn't even go and four of her friends were arrested shortly after that. Great. Cool. Um, just a random side note. I liked this quote and I didn't know where else to kind of put it in. So allegedly at one point through all of the conflict between Trujillo and the Mirabals, he asked Minerva, what if I send my subjects to con- conquer you? To which she responded, and what if I conquer your subjects? Ooh. Which I was like, I like her. Okay. I like her a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, thereafter, Minerva struggled a lot as Trujillo personally toyed with her life. Despite being a brilliant student, upon starting her second year at law school, Minerva found she was barred from class until she gave a public speech extolling Trujillo's virtues. How long did she spend, um, like, arrested? How long was she? Uh, It was like she was in and out because they couldn't keep them for very long. Okay. But she was arrested, like, multiple times and questioned and then released and then arrested and then released. Fucked with school. Yeah. Okay. So she gave a speech, potentially extolling his virtues because she wanted to go back to class. Yeah. When she graduated years later, summa cum laude, no less, the government denied her license to practice law. So she literally Ugh. graduated top of her class, but because the dictator of their country had been spurned by her or whatever. Right. He was she'd, like, no. She'd made that fucking speech that he wanted her to make, but uh, but the lesson was, you know, don't you, fuck with me ever. You already made the mistake. You already made the mistake. You will never be forgiven. Yeah. Um, Ugh. Yeah. Let's see. Minerva's parents. Uh, I love how it says Minerva's. It was all of their parents. Um, <laughs> were not spared either. Shortly after she first refused his advances, uh, her father was imprisoned. I mentioned that. After a period of brutal treatment, he was released, only to die shortly thereafter. Oh. Some, was he killed? No. I think that it was just like he had been, he was old and he had been brutally treated and his yeah. body just didn't quite handle it well. Yeah. Um. All of those sources I named didn't really go into detail about how he died. But, but that kind of says that he probably wasn't murdered. No. Yeah. He wasn't assassinated. If they aren't that. Yeah. Um, sometime later, Minerva and her mother on a visit to the capital of Santo Domingo were kept as prisoners in their hotel. Oh. Minerva learned if she slept with Trujillo, they would be released. What? She refused. Uh, and eventually they escaped. God. I mean, at some point you got to like wonder... I mean, I'm sure she was sitting there asking herself, like, what if I just do it? But you know? You, I mean, but would her life be any easier? No, because he would be like, well, I won. Like, I guess she had to hedge her bets as to, like, if I do this, will I get you off my back? Or will it make the problem worse? Right. Or will you keep wanting this to happen? Right. And, you know, yeah. you did it once before. But I'm. it's kind of cool that she, I could understand why she would give in, but she didn't. So yeah, no, cool yeah. And I think, I mean, because that's a hard question is like, if you're being told, you know, I'll just get off your back if you just do this one thing. Like it's, at that point, it's not about retaining your virtue as much as it is like, which one is going to be less shitty for me in the long run, I guess. Or like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't obviously read her mind, but right. I think it's interesting to think about. And that he, he was so hell bent on being like well i will sleep with you one day yeah, i will it will happen it's not about having sex with her no it's about he's being he's he's being put in his place by a woman he because so frequently women would be scouted for him and they would feel that if they said no horrible things would happen to them and their family so they didn't say no and that's understandable but it's like he got used to he was like a child and he got used to being uh, a kid who when he wants a toy he gets it immediately yeah and when she's like uh no you're not i don't want to sleep with you i don't know <laughs> anyway yeah then you lose control and that's makes you mad and mm-hmm. makes you throw a hissy fit like mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh mhm yeah. <laughs> there we go. We'll insert it a little bit. <laughs> I got it in there. <laughs> um, so gradually, after being refused a few times at this point, uh, Trujillo's wrath also turned to Patria, Maria Teresa, and their husbands. And oh. it really um, catalyzed them into becoming activists. 
Which is not surprising. Right. So the Mirabal family finances were ruined by Trujillo's Ugh. meddling. The family's every word was monitored. The entire family were primed for transforming into anti-government, you know, revolutionaries, basically. Um, the final push into all-out rebellion came after a failed attempt by exiled Dominicans to oust Trujillo. So they, the, a bunch of uh, rebel groups basically tried to overthrow the government. It didn't work. The Miraballs then decided that they wanted to continue the work. The sisters distributed pamphlets. They gathered materials for weapons. They made wow. makeshift, makeshift bombs out of firecrackers around uh, Minerva's kitchen table. Oh, my God. Collectively, the three activist sisters became known by the codename Las Mariposas, which is the butterflies. Oh. So that's wow. pretty cool. Can you believe that this is all because some dude didn't get to stick his dick in something? I mean, it sounds like they were relatively... Because they were well-educated, they were not on board with the totalitarian sort of right. regime. But I said that wrong. I don't it, mean that, like, because they... I don't mean them becoming rebels. I mean him, like, doing all this shit to them and sort of oh, forcing yeah. them into, you know... Like, he create He made his own problems worse. Yes. Many times over, and he really, really made his own problems worse later. Um, he just, like, he thinks, he doesn't long game, he just short games, and that is not how you win. <laughs> short games. And that's certainly not how you uh, maintain a, a regime. But, I, you know, the, here's the thing. They never last forever. <laughs> no, they can't. Because they just they're can't. unsustainable, yeah. and people don't like being governed that way. No. Cool. Hey, ay yay. So, Las Mariposas... They had an attempt to assassinate um, Trujillo at a 1960 cattle fair that they were planning, but it got exposed because, you know, people are informants. Yeah. yeah, he had informants everywhere. And so the entire group was thrown in jail due to international pressure stemming from some of Trujillo's dumber moves and also from the Catholic Church, I learned, the women mm. were released. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their husbands were not. Oh. When Trujillo's political fortunes continued to worsen, despite all the male conspirators being imprisoned, because Adoy, your female conspirators are out there still doing work, <laughs> um, he began to blame the Mirabal sisters for all of his problems. All of them. <sighs> yeah. Women, am I right? Meddling women. <laughs> they can fuck some shit up if you... Uh, the wrath of women is, is insane. But... So he decided at this point that he had had enough of their troublemaking and he wanted to get rid of them because they were causing all of his problems. Oh my God, he sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. My God. Gee, who else is? <laughs> oh. Who's like Scooby? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh my God. Um, so um, he helped to facilitate... Trujillo did, a meeting between the sisters and their husbands in the jail that they were incarcerated. But... Um, mm -hmm first thing he did was transfer their husbands to a remote jail that required them to travel across a huge mountain range to get to see them. Oh. So obviously everybody knew that it was a trap. Yeah. Her, their <laughs> friends begged them not to go. They were like, he's clearly planning something. Yeah. You shouldn't go visit your husbands. But they were like, no, we're going to go. We want to see our husbands. It's important that we not be kowtowed yeah. by all of this bullshit. Yeah. So um, they got a Jeep um, and a strong driver to help ensure their safety. His name was Rufino de la Cruz. I think that's important to state because oh, cool. not every source said his name and he needs to be included in this. Ah. Uh, the sister's car was stopped around 7.30 p.m. Knowing that their ends were at hand, uh, Patria ran to a nearby truck, told the driver who they were and that they were about to get murdered and to spread the word about it. Whoa. The truck quickly sped off. They were led by um, Trujillo's henchmen, police, whatever, into a sugarcane field, all, all three of them and uh, the driver. Uh, here, the sisters and their driver were mercilessly beaten and strangled to death. Oh, my God. Then their bodies were tossed into the back of the Jeep and the car was thrown over a cliff to make it look like an accident, despite clear fingerprints all over the vehicle and obvious trauma to the bodies. Fuck. They still thought that they would try. <laughs> so stupid. I, uh, uh. So, yeah. That's fun. That's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. 
Especially they knew, like, they knew it was a trap, and they they were like, "We're not gonna yeah, let we, this stop us." Right? We can't sh- we can't make him think that like we're not gonna come. That he's won. That he's won. Mm-hmm. The fact that they had to tell somebody, "Hey, we're about to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Go tell everyone else." Is so fucked. Yeah. That just although clearly they did a really shitty job of trying to to cover it up. Oh, they got into a car accident. That's just, you know how that goes sometimes. They had to drive through mountains. Yeah. Like, well, they thought they were untouchable. Yeah. Because for a time, they were. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Trujillo finally thought he was free of all his problems. Because <laughs> they were dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but obviously, what happened next was the opposite of what he had hoped. Uh, the whole population of the Dominican Republic and the Catholic Church were absolutely outraged. Trujillo, by assassinating these sisters, brought even more attention to the rebellion against him. Yeah, when you kill the butterflies, what do you think is going to... Instead of eliminating the people working to overthrow his dictatorship, he catalyzed its downfall. Yep. Six months later, only six months later, some of his own military leaders assassinated him. Whoa. Mm -hmm. They'd had enough. Yep. Although many factors were at play in Trujillo's downfall, in the words of one historian, quote, the cowardly killing of three beautiful women in such a manner had greater effect on the Dominicans than most of Trujillo's other crimes. It did something to their machismo. They could never forgive Trujillo of this crime. Wow. Yeah. Who knows? That's really fascinating. Uh Uh-huh. So in the years following, the Mirabal sisters have become hallowed icons for the Dominican Republic. Didi, the sister who had not participated as actively and survived Trujillo's reign, raised all of her late sister's children. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Many of whom... In addition to the nine she already had. Yeah. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> uh, many of whom entered the government. Good. <laughs> uh, virtually all Dominican towns today bear some commemorative marker of Las Mariposas. Wow. Uh, um, either a marker, a school, a street bearing their name... Their home province was even renamed Hermanas Mirabal, oh. which is an ironic inversion of Trujillo's renaming of the capital city Ciudad Trujillo, which is a name that obviously did not stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Since their deaths, they have been commemorated in poems, songs, and books, including Julia Alvarez's 1994 mo- uh, novel In the Time of Butterflies, oh. which got made into a movie with Salma Hayek in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but until relatively recently, the question of how and why they died had always had to be treated gingerly at the official level, largely because the Dominican Republic's figurehead president in 1960 was Joaquin Balaguer, who served six more terms in office with real power before finally being forced to step down just days before his 90th birthday. So apparently, like, like it was a very slow movement to openly be able to celebrate them right. in the way that they deserved. Um, <sighs> homages Man. to the Mirabal sisters have been increasing. An exhibition of their belongings has been mounted at the National Museum of History and Geography there. A stamp in their memory has been issued and a private foundation has raised money to renovate a family museum in their hometown. So like their home, their house has become oh. a museum to commemorate them. Um, wow. Uh, at the National Palace, Vice President Jaime David Fernandez Mirabal, a physician, works at the same desk that once belonged to Bienvenido Trujillo, brother of El Jefe, and from time to time, his puppet president. So, hmm. Amirabal is now vice president, or was at the time of the New York Times article being written. Um, but, but, but a cousin of Dr. Fernandez, Nelson Gonzalez Mirabal, a son of Patria's who was raised by Didi, is his chief aide. Ugh. Their cousin, Minu Tavares Mirabal, was four when her mother was shot to death, and is now a deputy foreign minister. The ministry is in a mansion that used to be the Trujillo family residence, yeah. and Miss Tavares Mirabal works out of an office that was formerly bedroom of the dictator's daughter, Angelita. I think about it all the time, Miss Tavares Mirabal said when asked if she ever reflects on the historical irony of working in the residence of a man who ordered her mother killed. It said just there that she was shot, but anyway. Um, she's concluded, she said, that her presence in such a place is proof that we are stronger than Trujillo. Uh, yes. <sighs> Makes me feel overclocked. <laughs> I'm like, don't. that's because we want to believe tight. so badly that like good can prevail over evil. Yes, yes, but and take not its without, place, not without some pain in this case. Yeah. Um, 
On every November 25th, the date of their assassination, the world celebrates the UN-designated International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, which was named in their honor. Oh, wow. So Didi Mirabal, the last surviving sister, died age 88 on February 1st, 2014, of pulmonary fibrosis with her family by her side. Wow. So that is a very, very um, remedial introduction to the Mirabal sisters, Las Mariposas. I mean, but it is, I mean, remedial, yes, only because, like, I mean, I don't know. I I know nothing about it, which clearly is a problem. (laughs) Now I know something about it. But it's huge. I mean, that, and the fact that it was so recent, I mean, recent, relatively recent. I mean, you think Dee Dee died in 2014, you said. Dee Dee did, yeah. But she was born in the 20s, so she was, you know. Yeah, so she was, like, old. Like, she lived And she lived a long life, raised a lot of children. Oh, my God. So many kids. It's just kind of amazing to think that there's so many Mirabals now in government, but that they keep their name, the name Mirabal, Mm -hmm. and that has so much weight to it because of how important the Mirabal sisters were. Yeah. Yeah. To their country in the fight to overthrow totalitarian bullshit. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating to think that, like, saying no (laughs) and just and just continuing to say no in a lot of ways can can cause as much like chaos and mayhem as it clearly did for such a simple act such a simple thing but it's really I mean it's powerful yeah and they they said multiple times it's just too bad that it came to fruition but that to them this cause they were willing to lay down their lives in order to stop him. Yeah. And maybe they knew what going to their deaths would mean and maybe they didn't. Because, I mean, they are martyrs, like, yeah, in a very big way. Yes, absolutely. Not that that's their preferred way of going out, but it's certainly, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. For Trujillo's end. Yeah. And he just really foolishly thought, like, well, if they die... Then, then my problems will stop. Yep, wash my hands of that. Again, just very short-sighted. I mean, well... Like, why in the world would you think... <sighs> Dudes who get that much power, and I don't know how he got that much power. I, I don't, don't know either. how he I didn't power, really want to focus on him too, yeah, too much. I, but I think that that's like... I mean, they end up becoming their own fucking worst enemies in a big way because, you know, I mean... This is a total sidetrack, but I've been reading a lot about the mob lately, and ah. that's a big part of what happens to them yeah. and what what did happen to them, you know, very recently in our country. Lots of hubris. Lots of fucking hubris. Male toxic hubris. Yes. So fucking much. So. Just these men think they're untouchable, and they think that, they, that they're owed loyalty for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dude. You don't inspire respect through fear. Not really. No. No. And certainly not by, you know, scouting young girls to come (laughs) be kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's But anyway, I'm real glad that he is... Dunzo. Over and done with. Fuck yeah. And that they're finally getting their due. And yeah, I think it'd be really cool to um, go to that museum. Except for I don't speak a fucking word of Spanish. Okay, I speak maybe five words of Spanish. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's plenty. That's, you know, it's the thought that counts. Well, you know, going to the Dominican Republic. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get that part taken yeah. care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Mirabal sisters. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That was awesome. I'm really, I want to delve more into learning about them. Because I figured it had to kind of be just like a touch on a touch on a touch because mm-hmm. there's three of them who died, but there's four of them total yeah. And like trying to talk about four women in the span of this podcast, there's just not enough time. Yeah. It's Ugh. hard. So, but <laughs> that's again why remedial. And I love that like Dee Dee, I mean, because it was when you were first listing out the sisters and then she kind of came last and it was in part because she was, she didn't go to school the way her sisters did. But, or she and I also to, didn't want to give away the end yeah. that she's the one who survived. She ended up having the major, major role of raising 
the kids of martyrs, Mm -hmm. which is really fucking scary, and it's a lot of work. And, I mean, that... She did a huge job. She did a huge fucking mungus job. Yeah. Because, wait, because one of them had one kid, one of them had four kids, one of them had two kids, Mm -hmm. and she had nine. Mm Mm-hmm. So, nine... That's 17 kids to raise. My Obviously God. not 100% on her own. But oh, my like, God. But she was the, the main matriarch, I think, for those children. Yeah. Um, and that's fucking incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You did such a good job. You didn't, you were like all nervous, but you did such a good job. Because I figured. <laughs> Do you want to hear some on this day in history? Uh-huh. Yes, okay. please. So this episode is going to drop on Wednesday, October 3rd. Mm-hmm. Which is Mean Girls Day. <gasps> Wait, what does that mean? Like it came out on the 3rd? No, you've okay. seen Mean Girls, right? Wait, yes. You know the memes? On October 3rd, he asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. <laughs> I don't remember that at It's all. like when, oh when Katie is talking about the time she interacted with uh, What's-His-Butt. Oh. Aaron Samuels. <laughs> oh. And she was in one of them is on October 3rd, he asked me what day it is. <laughs> and he turns yeah. around and she goes, it's October 3rd. <laughs> oh, so, my God. But it's apparently, I saw a good meme that was so on October 3rd, obviously this year it's on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and on Wednesdays we wear pink. Oh! So people are like, if you don't fucking wear pink on October 3rd, I just thought that was a fun little, that's not really an honest, on this day in history, but I thought it was fun. I enjoy that. And I think um, Mean Girls on Broadway has like a bunch of, uh, they're giving, it's basically a free show, but you have to like sign up for oh, a lottery shit. or whatever. Yeah. If you are wearing pink on this Mean Girls Day, please tag us at <laughs> yeah. GWBB Podcast yeah. on Twitter or Instagram. Hell yeah. Yeah. We want to see that shit. Yeah. We have to remember. I don't really own any pink, but I'll try. Wait, no. I found a pink shirt <gasps> behind my bed. It was a shirt I've been looking for. So. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wear it on Wednesday. Perfect. <laughs> da, 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 da. October 3rd, 1789. George Washington makes the first Thanksgiving Day designated by the national government of the U.S. Oh. Used to be in October. Didn't know that. Well, I did at one point, but I forgot, and now I'm reminded. That's like Canadian Thanksgiving is like October 18th or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, So it used to be uh, October 3rd, I guess. Weird. 1849, October 3rd, American author Edgar Allan Poe is found delirious in a gutter in Baltimore under mysterious circumstances, and it is the last time he is seen in public before his death. What? Which also feels appropriate for our first October. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Poe for a sec. That is, okay. So apparently it was go his to. last public sighting before he died, October 3rd. I'm Googling all the shit. 1849. We're, I'll wear black, you wear pink. We'll get, we got this covered. Right. October 3rd, 1863. The last Thursday in November is declared as Thanksgiving Day by United States President Abraham Lincoln. As our <laughs> Thursdays, okay. November 30th, 1865, and November 29th, 1866. Anyway, so <laughs> George Washington decided it was October, and then Abraham Lincoln went, no, it's November. <laughs> and he announced it on October 3rd. Fucking weird. Yeah. Presidents, am I right? Am I right? Yeah. October 3rd, 1872, the Bloomingdale Brothers opened their first store at 938 3rd Avenue, New York City. Oh. Very first Bloomingdale's. What mm- year was that? Uh, 1872. Whoa. Bloomingdale's is old as shit. Shit, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. Yep. All right. Yep. October 3rd, 1932, Iraq gains independence from the UK. Oh. There's somebody I want to do um, within that um, time frame and story at some point. Yes, you yes. You should. You should. Yeah, I should because it's really fascinating. I don't know anything about Iraq's independence. I didn't either, but and it's fascinating. I don't even think I knew cuz I mean obviously Europe colonized the majority of Africa and the Middle East and Asia. Yeah. And I say Middle East like it's not in Asia, it is. But um but you get me. Yes. Um but it's it, it's interesting to like hear about the specific stories for each cuz there's only so many that were really taught about. Like, very briefly, it's touched on India's independence mm-hmm. from Britain. But, like, I couldn't yeah. have told you if you would have said which country colonized Iraq. I would, it could have been France. It could have been Great Britain. It could have been... Right. Who knows? Yeah. France and Great Britain were the two, like, worst ones. They were the big ones. The Dutch did, too. Yeah. Yay, Europeans. Mm. <laughs> I have heritage from, like, all those countries. Hooray! Hooray! I'm white me. as fuck. Um, October 3rd. 1990, 
the German Democratic Republic ceases to exist, and its territory becomes part of the Federal Republic of Germany. East German citizens mm -hmm. become part of the European community, which later became the European Union, now celebrated as German Unity Day. Whoa. Because the Berlin Wall fell in 89, I think. Yeah, I but think But apparently so. the reunification didn't officially happen until 1990. Wow. All right. Yeah. Today. Yep. Crazy. So happy German Unity Day <laughs> from this very German <laughs> heritage woman. Yes, yes. Da -da 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 Amazing. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, October 3rd, 1995, O.J. Simpson is acquitted of the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Okay. Not a good one to end on, but, you know, chronologically speaking, you know, that's it. It is what it is. <laughs> so congrats. Hot damn. O.J. on yeah. that bullshit. And I finally got him. Yeah, but now he's free again. Is he? When did he? When was he released? Oh God! Did they just release him? Yeah. Ah, fuck. Do you have something you're excited about this week? I do. All right. I am. Um, I think I may have already mentioned it to you, but I just discovered a new podcast. Mm. Um, yes, I did mention it to you. So I, I discovered this podcast a couple of weeks ago because someone on Twitter. Um, I was like tweeting about the satanic panic or something like that. And they were like, hey, you should listen to um, You're Wrong About, which is a podcast. My bad. Ugh. God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a podcast about just like shit that, you know, we think one thing about and actually there's a different story. And so one of their episodes is about the satanic panic. And it's very, very like... It's very well researched. It's super interesting. Um, one of the hosts writes for HuffPost, and the other one writes for I think maybe BuzzFeed or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, if you if you paid attention to the obesity article that was going around recently, the writer of that is one of the hosts on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So the podcast is called "You're Wrong About," and um, I'm just excited. And one of them is about the obesity epidemic. One of them is yeah. It's like it's a companion to that article. And um, they have an episode that I, I just listened to about Iran-Contra. They do an episode about D.A.R.E. They've got... Um, D.A.R.E. Yes. <laughs> and it's really fascinating. Well, yeah. I don't think I'm wrong about D.A.R.E. because D.A.R.E. was crazy. <laughs> D.A.R.E. was insane. And Apparently I there was a song, depending on where you were raised. What? I don't know. M one of my roommates who grew up in Alabama says he still remembers to this day there was a D.A.R.E. song. Oh and I God. never learned a song no. in Texas, but, you know, I was inundated a lot. And I wrote a paper and won a prize. Good for you. Because I was a, a seven-year-old. No, I was not seven. I was ten. I was a ten-year-old narc in the making. Thank God I <laughs> got off that path. <laughs> Well, according to this podcast, um, pretty much everyone got off that path because D.A.R.E. was ineffective. It's really ineffective. So, yeah. Um, but if you are curious as to why we had D.A.R.E. in the first place, it's actually... The Reagans? No. Well, no. Um, I'm... That was just my just go, uneducated guess. Just go listen. And okay. You'll be interested. All right. Yeah. And so it's really, it's just, it's really good, really well researched. I will say there are a couple of episodes where if you are easily, like, triggered by certain things... Um, maybe pass on them. For example, Columbine. Ah. Um, they've got one about Columbine, and they do talk about it pretty Perfect. bluntly. Yeah. And so if you are, I mean, because I'm from Colorado, Columbine is a school that, like, my dad went to. So th that one hit a little bit close to home. Yeah. Um, they do one about Jeffrey Dahmer, and that one gets <laughs> pretty, like, pretty weird. Um, so, you know... But that's a, that, no. otherwise, I'm excited about that because I'm learning a lot. But so that, sounds, that sounds really awesome. And I, I know you sent me the, the link to the obesity epidemic article. Mm -hmm. And uh, you touched on it for like a sec talking about this podcast. But that's really cool yeah. to hear about it. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty sweet. Oh, also, we got a shout out on um, uh, our friends Megan and Kelsey do a podcast called My Good Bad Taste. And they gave us a really nice shout out, so I want to give them a little shout out. Oh, that's so nice. Because they're really funny ladies who talk in a lot of detail about some, because My Good Bad Taste is inspired by uh, John Waters, who I think the quote is something along the lines of like, if you're going to have bad taste, at least have good bad taste. It's about liking nice. kitschy things. And so they talk about a lot of television shows and stuff. So 
Mm-hmm. Full of spoilers for a lot of things, so if you haven't watched them, don't listen. <laughs> Unless, if you're Fair. planning on watching them. But they're also really funny, and it was really cool of them to give us a shout-out. I like it. Yeah. 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 Well, very cool. All right. Should we wrap this shit up? We should. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, if you haven't yet, please go leave us a review. We really like reviews. We love reviews. Um, iTunes is a good place to do that. Apple you know, Podcasts. We all see it. So um, also, if you've got stuff you want to correct us on or tell us about, feel free to DM us on Twitter. For sure. Um, at GWBB Podcast mm-hmm. or email that to us at GWBBpodcast at gmail.com. Come say hi on Instagram. Come say hi on Instagram. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, and then otherwise, have a have a good week and peace out, witches. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to Good Witches, Bad Bitches. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, and more. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you like our podcast, it would be really helpful if you could please like and subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends on social media, word of mouth, Mm -hmm. all of that. It's great. Yes. And you can find us on Twitter at GWBB Podcast. Instagram is the same. And we are on Facebook under Good Witches, Bad Bitches Podcast. And hey, guess what? If you want to hear all of our episodes, they are all up at our website, GWBBpodcast.com. If you have a story about a woman in your life that you want to share with us and that you want us to share on our podcast at some point, you can email us at gwbbpodcast at gmail.com. Hey guys, you know what? If you like what you hear, maybe please consider a little bit of supporting us financially by visiting our tip jar. Um, The link is in the show notes. Every little bit helps. It just kind of makes it so that we can keep this going so that it has some longevity. So just think about it. See see how you feel about it. Or you can support this podcast directly by buying us a coffee on our (laughs) Ko-Fi. So that is ko-fi.com slash GWBB podcast. Coffee start at $3 because that's generally the price of a fancy coffee and it just helps us keep the ship going. Good Witches Bad Bitches is produced by Moon Bounce and powered by Pinecast. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.